Today's daf is daf mem dalad, page 44 in the Hedekum Masechus Kedushin. And we pick up with Hare Maimur Dimidaita, which is seven lines from the top of mem dalad Amad Aleph. Last word on the line. And the svara, the logic that the Gemara is coming off of, is that whenever something is uh, against, uh, you don't need the consent of the woman, so then we'll say that um, her or her father could accept the get. Yes, let's say you have a Nara, 12-year-old, or a minor, so she could accept, uh, no, a Nara, so she could accept the get or her father could accept the get because you don't need Das. However, by marriage, we'll say only the father could accept the marriage because it needs Das and she's not considered to have complete knowledge. Says the Gemara, Hare Maimer Dimidaito. But Maimer, let's remind ourselves of Maimers. If you have a few brothers that are waiting in Yibum for a woman, one of the brothers goes ahead and gives money to her, creating a rabbinic Maimer, which means she is set aside for him. Vikotani, Bain Hiyu, Bain It needs her Das to accept the marriage. And we learned that either her or her father could accept it. The question is, why is she allowed to accept it? It needs consent. And that only the father could give. Says the Gemara, no. Because Rebbe is of the opinion that Maimer doesn't need full-fledged consent of the Avama. How do we know that? The Tanik is we learned in a bride. Somebody does Maimer with his Yavama Shlemidaita without her will. Meaning... He hands money to her. She says, what's this about? He says, oh, it's Mimer to set you aside for me. Rebbe says, that's considered a valid Mimer. And she's now set aside for him. And the other brothers uh, have no mitzvah. The Chum say, no. My time is Rebbe. What's the reason for Rebbe who says you do not need her consent when it comes to Mimer? Gomar mi bia di He learns it out from bia of Yavama. Ma bia di balkarcha. Just like the bia of Yavama is Balkarcha. The marriage doesn't need to be with her consent for marriage because it's already considered like stage one is already automatically done. Avachanami, so to here as well, Balkarcha by Maimer, which is also a Yibam situation, it's against her will. He says, no, Maimer is like marriage. And the same way by a standard marriage, you need her consent. So too, by Maimer, you need her consent. But my Kalmifagi, what's the source of the dispute between Rebbe and the Chachamim? Again, Rebbe says Maimer does not need her consent. The Chacham say it does. Rebbe, Savar, Mili, Yavama, Yavama, Havali, Lameilaf. We prefer to learn out the laws of, Yav, of, of Yavama from Yavama. So Maimer's learned out from Yavama. The bottom line is coming to effect, Kedushin. Beautiful. All right. Says, so, so that's the source of the dispute between Rebbe and the Chacham. Do we learn out Maimer, which is Yavam? from the regular laws of Yibum, which does not need consent, or do we consider this to be more connected to marriage? And you know something? Beautiful message. <laughs> they're both coming from, from the right places, and they're coming to different conclusions, and sometimes it's how it is in life. Yeah, Two people wanting to do the right thing, and coming with two very different approaches, very different halchim. The Maisa, as long as you're coming from a, a good source, you got, you got Shitas Rebbe, you got Shitas... Rabbanan, and sometimes you're just not going to see eye to eye, and everybody makes sense. Itaka, itaka makes sense, like the the well known the well known incident with the, um, the these two chevra come to the rav with a financial dispute, and the rav listens to one side and he says, "You know, you're right." Listens to one fellow, he says, "You, you, you make sense." 
The other guy presents and says, says, you make sense. The Rebetzin's in the kitchen. She says, they can't both be right. He says, you're also right. <laughs> both of them are right. They have a valid point of view. And the Rebetzin's right thinking that they can't both be right. Over the mice, they're both right. That's how it is. That's how it is. And uh, that's, the, uh, that's the beauty of, uh, and what keeps life exciting. Is the, uh, and that's why we need each other to keep the different viewpoints coming. Okay. Says the Gemara Vaitr. This is also logical. For this, Rabbi Yechelen says, since we said at the end of the Braisa, Masha'in came to Kedushin, that Anara can accept Mimer, which is not true by Kedushin. Okay? So you see that only the father could accept Kedushin um, by, a, by a standard Kedushin. It's only, it's only for the father. That's only by a regular Kedushin, not necessarily by Mimer. Says the Gemara, why don't we say this is an upslug on Reish Lakish? Because Reish Lakish argued on his beloved brother-in-law, and he said Anara may accept standard Kedushin. So why don't we say this, Reish Lakish is an Amairi, can't argue on a Brisa. Says the Gemara, Amar Lach Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish is going to say to you, how money, who is this following Rabbi Yehudahi, the Amar Einstein, Yadayim Zuchais Ke'achar. You can never have two people who have access to her marriage at once. Okay? Rabbi Yehudah says it's either the father or her. You cannot have two. It's an impossibility. We, the Torah never gives the authority to two people to oversee her marriage. That is, that is um, Rabbi Huda's approach. The Chum argue, the Chum say, yeah, according to Rabbi Huda, the moment the father, the, the moment the daughter gains access to becoming married, the father loses his. Right. So as soon as she's a Nara, father's out the window. Right. The Rabban argue, the Rabban say no. While she's a Nara, her father could accept marriage, or she could. They could overlap. During that year. Yeah, during those six months, right? They, they can overlap and have have two hands that both have the rights to oversee her marriage. Rabbi Yehuda says there's no such thing. No such thing. Well, it's, other, it's this one or that one. But nothing's going to happen if she doesn't want to marry. Sure. The father marries her off, she's married. The same way if she's a katana, a father could do that without telling his daughter. Yeah. So... But Rabbi Yehuda says there's no such thing. And therefore, according to, uh, according to uh, Rabbi Yehuda, that's where the Bryce is following. But the Bryce is not going according to the opinion of the Chachamim. Hence, Rish Lakish will say, that Bryce is not a question on me. Because it's going like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. I follow the Chacham. The Chacham don't fall in line with that Bryce. But I got my own big guns backing me up. It says, Gemara, E Rabbi Yehuda, if that Bryce is following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who says you can't have two hands who have, both have... In her marriage, what does it mean? Masha'in came be kedushin. What does it mean as opposed to kedushin? Masha'in came be gerushin It should say as opposed to gerushin, as opposed to divorce, because according to Rabbi Yehuda, the father both that you cannot have two people who have rights at the same time. If the father is the one who has rights to her marriage, the father is going to be the only one who has rights to her divorce. She can't accept the divorce, and the father. Accepting okay, the divorce. Might be, uh, the divorce might come uh, six months later. Or but what if it later. happens? What, ha- what if it happens while she's an hour? But, 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 but she's not an hour anymore. Then of course it's only her. But let's say, but let's say, yeah. the father married her off when yeah, she's 11. Okay, so she's now an hour. The husband gives the get to the father when she's 12 yeah. and one month. Yeah, okay. Okay? So in such a case... If he married her, so if he had the girl to marry, he can marry, he can divorce her, I guess. Who, the father? Yeah, I guess. Nahum, correct. 
if Correct. It's, if it's in that same... Correct. Uh, under the same logic. Yeah. And it should be only the father. Yeah. Right? According to this logic, because right. you can't have a shayel diet. So it should be only the father. The problem is, beautiful, the problem is, the Bryson doesn't say that. The Bryson does not imply that only the father could accept. So the Gemara here is going to ask, you got to be consistent. If you're going to give me this svara by marriage, you're going to have to give me this svara by divorce, and you're not doing that. That's, that's where we're at right now. Beautiful. Answers the Gemara, Eina Chanami. You're right. I did the ton of Maimer, Dami the Kedushin, Tarinami, Masha'inkain, Be Kedushin. It could have said as opposed to Gerishim, but we're sticking with marriage because that keeps the Brisa and the, the case of the Brisa dealing with, uh, dealing with uh, marriage, right? Maimer, Kedushin. But we could have said, we could have said Gerishin and Taka, the same Allah would apply. That uh, Rabbi Yehuda is going to hold that only the father is the one who could, uh, who could accept her Gerishin. And the Chum will hold that no, two people could accept it and therefore the father and her could do it at the same time. Rabbi Yehuda, Maishinah, Maimer. According to Rabbi Yehuda, why is Maimer any different? Right? Rabbi Yehuda says like this. Let's slow down for a second. Rabbi Yehuda says, one person can accept marriage and one person can accept a divorce. And you know who that is? Her father. Fine. He's consistent with it. Why does Rabbi Yehuda say though, if a Yavam walks over to a Nara and gives her money, it's a valid mimer. Why is he allowing her to play any sort of role there? If she has no role by marriage, she has no role by divorce, What's the deal with Mimer? Rabbi Yehuda Maishna Mimer. Answer the Gemara. Hayil I'll tell you why. Because by Mimer, she's already married. She's already bound to the Yavam. So what's the Yavam doing by giving her money? Making her bound to him alone as opposed to all the brothers. But he's not creating a brand new marriage. He's not creating a brand new bond. He's taking a pre-existing situation and causing until now we'll call it let's say there's five brothers there's five telephone lines connected to her and what this brother is doing is disconnecting the other four but he's not creating a new bond and maybe Rebuta will agree that by Mimer she could be the one to accept the money because she's not doing any Chiddush she's not she's not creating any new says the Gemara you're right but now they gave that Svara that logic our original questions with Rabbi Yechanan shouldn't give us a problem either. Shiny Mimer, Hayel is Kukubay Medes. Because we could always say that Mimer is different because she's Kukubay Medes. She has a pre existing condition, a pre existing relationship with him. Tonight we learned in the Mishnah. A man can, can marry off his daughter when she's a Nara. Either he could do it or he could appoint the messenger. By and it seems he could appoint, he could do it, or his messenger could do it. But it seems the daughter cannot do it. You have to Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish says a girl can accept her marriage when she's a Nara. This Brisa seems to imply only the father. Answers the Gemara. Amar Lach Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish will say no. Hanami Rabbi That Mishnah's opinion of Rabbi and Rabbi is one who says that she has no place accepting marriage as a Nara. But you should know the Chum argue. The Chum holds she could. And the Chum are going to back me up. You, you haven't blown me out of the water. Is it possible that Mishnah is going to the opinion of We learned in the Seifa, a person man says to a woman, marry me with this date. Okay? And then he says, marry me with this one. Okay? 
Viamrina. So again, he hands her a date. He says, "Be married to me with this date." And he hands her another date, and he says, "Be married to me with this one." So two times he said this. Vamrinon, and we said about that case. Mantona eskachi eskachi. Who holds that when you say twice, "You're married to me," "You're married to me," it's considered a uh, one act of marriage. Viamar Rabbi Rabbi Shimoni Damar. You have to make a shvua for, for each one. Okay, so it's got to be the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, who's the author, and not Rabbi Yehuda. Let's pause over here for a moment, and uh, let's pause here for a moment and explain the scenario. This guy gave her a date and said, you married me with this date. Then he gave her another date and said, you married me with this other date. Marry with what? Marry me with this date. Date. The fruit. Fruit date. And then he gives her another date And he says you're married to me with this date So what's the Shaila? Why is there a Shaila here? So here's here's where there's a question What happens If date number one And date number two Do not value a pruta Individually In order to marry a woman with a date You're marrying her with finances So it has to be valued at a pruta So when he says to her you'll be married to you with this date and then a few minutes later, he gives another date. Do we view those two dates as independent and she's not married? Because he didn't give her a proper amount. Or do we say, the two dates are mitzvah, if the two dates come together, and they should be married. Okay? Huh? Well, so we said, you, 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 one of them has to be worth a pruta. That's the case of the mission. The mission says... I mean, but it has to, has to be intense, I mean... He's giving one, and then he's coming back later and giving her another. So, uh, okay, so the Shiloh is, does he want the two to two, join together? Two tra- separate transactions. But why'd he do it twice? Maybe his intent is, I'll give you half now, half later, but I intend that it should build up. That's the problem. Most problems start when people don't communicate. <laughs> if people don't communicate, that's, that's the issues. As we know, yeah? So it's Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon holds, like Yale's saying. Rabbi Shimon says, listen, buddy. Don't tell me it's all one. If you want it to be one, give two dates at the same time. Each one individually has to have value. Now that's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Since that's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon is the author of our Mishnah and not Rabbi Yehuda. And that's the Gemara's question. Because we just said Rabbi Yehuda is the author of our Mishnah. The Gemara says, this is going in the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, not Rabbi Yehuda. And if you're going to say Rabbi Yehuda agrees with that as well. And as far as uh, separating the two, when it's separated, when it's connection, and when it's connected, he agrees with Rabbi Shimon. Does he really agree with Rabbi Shimon of, uh, of this halacha? Yeah, that the two separate statements do not separate does he agree with that? By the time we learn to rise, here's the rule. If somebody has a claim against them, Ruvain says to Shimon, You owe me $100, and you stole my camel, and you broke my lawnmower. And Shimon says, Nuh-uh, to all these. He says, Nuh-uh, not happening. So, if it turns out that he lied, he took a, he, he swore, but he lied. So he's high of one karma. He said, no, to all three. We find out that he did one of them, 
Good. Let's say all of them. But he denied all of them with one na'ah. Yeah, Good. So, if he just said na'ah to all of them, then he's obligated in one, uh, one uh, transgression. Prat, if he said, I did not borrow the money, and I did not break your lawnmower, and I did not take your cow, he specified. You're obligated for each one. If you don't remember, says Shavua, Loi Lecha, Loi Lecha, Loi Lecha, I swear it's not, I don't know this, I don't know that, I don't know that. Chayav Akal Achas V'Achas, then you're obligated on each one. But let's remember, Loi Lecha, Loi Lecha, Loi Lecha, Loi Lecha, Shavua, I don't know you this money, I don't know you that money, and I don't know you this money, and I swear about all these things, then Chayav Akal Achas V'Achas. Okay, so dispute about the exact expression that has to be made. And Rav Shimon, I'm Loi Lecha, he's only obligated when when he says, I'm making an oath, I didn't, I didn't uh, take a hundred dollars. And I'm making another oath that I didn't break a lawnmower. And I'm making an When you take three separate oaths, not that you specify each one and then say, I swear about all of them. You have to make three separate oaths. That's when you're going to be obligated. So you see very clearly in this b'risa that Reb Shimon and Reb Yudah argue over what's considered a, uh, a general statement. And what's considered more specific? What divides my statement or not? So you see that Reb Yehuda and Reb Shimon do, do not fall in lockstep with, um, with uh, what's considered a generalized uh, what's considered a generalized denial. Rather, the entire mission is authored by Reb Shimon, and when it comes to laws of of what establishes somebody as a shliach, he agrees with uh, he agrees with Rev Yehuda. Okay, so so everything is so. Let's let's go over this. Let's explain. Let's explain. If somebody walks over to a woman and says, "Be married to me with this date," be married to me with this date, then we say that it's a separate statement because you said. Be married to this date. Be married. The two dates are not going to come up. The two right. dates, were, right? Because and we're saying that the date has has a future value. No, we don't know what the value. If it's not a value, it's not. You're not married. If it's not, it's not. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not married. Okay. And if one of them has the value, you will be married. That's fine. Okay. Now, as far as our original halacha over who can accept marriage of an arrow. There, both Reb Shimon and Reb Yudah will agree that only her father can accept marriage. The girl herself does not have the right to accept marriage. That is going to be Reb Shimon and Reb Yehuda, while Reish Lakish holds that they both have the rights. Reish Lakish is going to say father and daughter can accept marriage. Reb Shimon and Reb Yehuda are both going to hold the father alone can accept the marriage, not the girl. Okay, that's what we're basically, to bring it all together in a nutshell, where the, uh, the the two primary areas of machlekes again, generalized statements and who accepts the marriage. Here we go. Let's get into now what the halach is. Ravasi lai olam beimajoshav Ashi did not go to the yeshiva. Ashkei davzera he found davzera. Amar lai mayamar in the beimajoshav. I missed the yeshiva today. No, fill me in on the Torah. What I miss? Amar lai says afna lai I didn't go to yeshiva either. Rav Oven made it to Yeshiva. Rav Yechanan 
and he said that everybody agrees with uh, Rabbi Yechanan's halacha. Again, this dispute between uh, Rabbi Yechanan and Reish Lakish. Rabbi, what was the dispute again? Rabbi Yechanan holds only the father accepts the marriage of an Ara. Reish Lakish says both. He said, we learned in yeshiva, only the father. We learned like Rabbi Yechanan. V'tzavach Reish Lakish ki kruchya, and Reish Lakish shouted like a kruchya. He says, V'yatzavaisa! How can you say I'm wrong? Whatever lachas there is by divorce, there is by marriage. Veleka, the ishkachba, and nobody paid attention to Reish Lakish. Everybody agreed with Rabbi Yechanan. That's the excitement that you missed today in yeshiva. Amar he says to him, Rav Anabar Samchuhu, nu, can we rely on Rav Avin? Amar in Kemin Yamala Tignihu. He is like us, he's like water that goes straight into the frying pan, which means when he, when he tells you something happened in yeshiva, it happened in yeshiva. There's no shaila about it. And Lamaisa, that's how we paskin. In the Tefera Stam bag in the side room. Thank you. Still have to get there? Yeah. Okay, thank you. I didn't hear of Avon I didn't hear that it was Ravavon Bargahana, Ella Ravavon Stam. Ravavon Plain was the one who quoted this. So we have to know exactly who said this in case we find elsewhere a contradiction in Rav Oven's statements. We'll know who's quoting this over here. Rav asked the question, searching information from Rav Nachman. Now turn to the top of Mem Dalit Omad Beis 44b. If you hold that a Nara, a 12 year old girl could accept her own marriage, can she, can she appoint a messenger to accept a get from her husband? He, what's the Shiloh? He had a via damadu because it would be like her father, mamish, and therefore she could appoint a messenger. Or she considered like the domain of the father. Now a chatzer, in the, 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 your domain cannot appoint the shliach. See, so you own your domain. So if somebody puts a divorce into your domain, you're divorced. Right? So this that we say that a nara can accept her get. Is it because she has her own strength in accepting the get? And if she has her own strength, she can appoint a messenger? Or do we say, you know why she can accept the get? Because she's under the domain of her father. And when you give it to her, it's like giving the father. So she, but she cannot appoint the shliach. A domain can't appoint the shliach. That's the shayla. That's the shayla. Okay. Says the Gemara, I mean, is Rav have any doubt about this? What my Rav says, if somebody writes a divorce to his wife and puts it in the hand of her servant, and the wife is there overseeing the servant, so it's like you put into the wife's protected courtyard, it's a valid get, but if the servant is awake, and I get, it's not a get because the servant has their own das. Nayor am I in a get? Why, if the servant is awake, is it not considered a divorce? It's considered a watched courtyard. Now, let's get back to our case. If you're going to view a Nara that she's, in a, that she's considered the courtyard of her father, even if it reaches her hand, she should never be divorced. Even if you give it directly to her, you know why? Beautiful. Listen to this Gishmak alumnus of the Gemara. Says the Gemara, I'll prove to you that it has to be she's her own person. You know why? Because if she's considered the courtyard of her old man, the rule is when somebody's awake, they're considered their own place, their own person. 
not if I if my brain's working right now. What do you mean if someone's awake? If I give a get to my wife's servant who's awake, they're not divorced. If I if I give a get yeah. to my wife's servant and the servant is awake, I did not give a get to my wife. You know who I gave a get to? Another person. My wife's servant. Yeah. My wife's servant. Yeah. If my wife's servant is sleeping, and I put it in my in her hand, my wife has a female servant. I put it in the servant's hand. Yeah. And my wife sees this. She's divorced. Because her servant is sleeping, her servant's mind is not individual. So I'm putting it, it's considered like I'm putting it in my but wife's she domain. She sees it, so she is... She's divorced. Masking. That's people. right. Okay. She, we don't need her askama. It's a divorce. It could be with, against her will. What if she didn't see it? Uh, no, she, so she has to, it has to be a protected courtyard. Okay. okay. If her servant, however, is awake, if I put it into my wife's servant's hand, who's awake... My wife is not divorced. You know why? Because my wife's servant's brain causes that she's not considered. She's, in a, she's her own human being. She's not an extension of my wife when she's awake. Only when she's sleeping. Well, you have to ask her if she... If she, if she no, you've got to ask nobody. You don't need anybody's consent. No, I don't need a shliach. You could throw your get into your wife's courtyard. As long as she owns it. Put on your wife's chair. She's divorced. That's it. So if I put it in my wife's servant's body who's sleeping, they're divorced. If my wife's servant is awake, I'm not divorced. It's not divorced because her own mind's getting in the way. Now, so too by Anara. This girl, if we consider her to be extension of the father, father, you can't give it to her if she's awake. Because then it's not like you're giving it to the father. That's the Gemara's proof. That it has to be the woman... If she could accept it for herself, is a proof she's her own property, and she couldn't make a shliach. the Certainly, she's considered like her father's hand, not a courtyard. How much of an extension of her father is he? Is she? Can she make a shliach? The is a nara. A twelve-year-old girl cannot appoint a messenger. That's the challenging question. When you have a katana, a minor, who says, Hey, can you go get my get for me? I'm married to this guy. Go accept my get for me. Ain't I get? It's not a get until it actually reaches her hand. Because she cannot make a messenger. She can't make a shliach. But it seems to imply only when she's a katana, she cannot make a messenger. But if she would be a nara, if she's 12 years old, she could create a messenger, which is a contradiction to what we said before. Says the Gemara. What are we, uh, what are we dealing with over here? That's where her father is... Not alive, okay. If her father would be alive, she would not be able to make an agent. But over here, she could. Please go accept a get for my daughter. The husband can't get out of it because it's already given to the shliach. It's got to be the father still alive. Don't tell me the case where the father kicked the bucket. It's got to be that he's here because the seifa is where he's here. No, no, no. Here's how you read the Mishnah. Kitana, when she's a minor, Shomra, she says, she says to somebody, please be my messenger to get my to, to receive my get. She only divorced once it reaches her hand. Hanara, but let's say she would be a Nara. Hareza get. 
it would be a divorce once it reaches her messenger's hand. And in what case is this true? When her father is not alive, her father is alive. He says, go accept my daughter's divorce. He writes about Lachzar, the father cannot back out. Bottom line is, we have no contradiction. Okay. Itmar, we learned. A katana that gets married without her father's knowledge. She needs to be divorced. And she also, if, if, if uh, she wants to marry somebody else, you need a full-fledged get. And you also need mion. Again, what's mion? Mion is if the father did not marry her off. Biblically, the Torah gives the right to a father to marry her off. What happens if the father's dead? Father's not around. The rabbis give a right to the mother and older brother to marry her off if necessary. Now, if the mother or brother marry her off, at any time of her marriage, this girl can look at her husband or can look at any other human being and says, by the way, I don't like you. This is over. She doesn't even need a get. She could turn around, walk out. Miyun means she just refuses the whole thing. It never happened. We learned in Gitin, this is true, even if she's schmoozing with her friend, she says, you know, I don't like my husband. Marriage is over. He's got to treat her nice. For a very long time. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no mistakes over here. It's called mean. Right? So if they marry her off, if so, if it's a case of get, she needs to get it. It's a case of mean. Omar Karna, Karna says, There's an issue with what we're saying. What do you mean she needs a divorce and she needs Mian? What's Mian? Refusing the marriage. It's not a get. She's just walking away. You don't need a divorce. Why say she needs a get and she needs Mian? It's a contradiction. So the point is that the degree that her marriage lacked in a completion, in a complete. Fashion. Correct, because it wasn't effective biblically. Right. It's a rabbinic marriage and she could refuse it whenever she wants. But we said in the Brisa she needs a get and meal. That's a contradiction. It doesn't make sense. Meal by definition means she just refuses the whole thing. The marriage never happened. You don't need a get. So why did the Brisa say she needs Tricha get utricha meal? That's an impossibility. Omar Lahu, he said to him, Omar Ukva Bedira Bechafri. They gave us over in front of Rav and Amar Lahu. He said to them, No, she needs a get and mion. And it's, it's not right for Shmuel, Abba Bar Abba, to say anything different. Meaning, we mean what we say. You need a get and you need mion. Says the Gemara. Okay, explain yourself. How is that possible? The time am I. How would you have an 11 year old girl, a katana, who needs both? I'm going to say it like this The way her marriage ends is with refusal, but we still say the husband has to give her divorce. Okay? Why? So that if her father agrees to a marriage, her marriage will be valid. She needs me, and maybe the father did not agree to the Kedushim, and people are going to say, in Kedushim, that um, Kedushim does not work between her original husband, as well as Achaisa, as well as her sister. Bottom line is, what does this mean? It's a little bit of a cryptic way to write this, 
but we're concerned that people will see will see her receive a get, and they're going to say, oh, the fact that she received the get means that her original marriage was valid, and therefore it must have been a marriage that her father completely agreed to. Um, if it's a marriage her father completely agreed to, then she becomes forbidden on everybody else. Let me explain what this is. This is a, a beautiful concept. See, the difference, the, the outcome, Nafkamina. Practical difference that you're, it's going to be between a get and a between a get and a meon is like this. She marries Ruvain. Ten-year-old marries Ruvain. If she could do meon, she can marry Shimon, Ruvain's brother. Because she was never married to Ruvain. Her refusal, because her refusal, meon. Meon doesn't mean that you were never married. Yes. Neon like gets rid of everything retroactively. So that means she's still permitted to his family members. But as opposed to a get, she's not permitted to his family members. So in this case, we're going to need both for, uh, you know, for the purpose of, of uh, clarification. Okay. Um, all right, let's hold it here. We'll pick up Ezra tomorrow with Omar of Nachman. Beginning a, a new topic. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Ezra 7.20 p.m. tomorrow. Agitinacht.